believe it or not, in the past, my mouth has gotten me in a lot of trouble. Who would have thought, you and I, these innocent people, right? I was, in high school, one of the biggest loudmouths that there was. I was always this size. I was a lot less heavy. I was 125 pounds soaking wet. And I would challenge, verbally at least, the the largest landmass animal on the planet, the football player, in my school. And I had a habit of running my mouth against these guys because I didn't like them and they didn't like me. I was a hippie freak and we just didn't get along. The problem with this is that my mouth always got me uh, relocated inside a locker, okay? (laughs) Which, having a loud mouth helps in that case because then you can yell to get yourself released, okay? So, So, I know it's hard to believe, but, you know, some people, not so hard... It might be hard to believe that, you know, some people, because of my sense of humor, because of the strange things that come out of my mouth, that people actually call me a smart mouth. Really? Isn't that sad? They call you a smart mouth, too? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a smart mouth. Can you imagine that? So I, but I can deal with it. I, I, I tell people and say, you know what? You're really a smart mouth. I go, that's because I haven't had my wisdom teeth out yet. That was pretty good? Okay. <laughs> but believe it or not, believe it or not, we've been, uh, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit for a very, very long time, for weeks. This is, I think this is the 10th sermon that we've had on it. Most of it, the bulk of it, has been getting to know the Holy Spirit as a person, as God, because his real name is God. So we've been getting to know that this relationship we have with the Holy Spirit is alive and powerful, and it's meant to change us. And so we just started talking about the gifts, kind of a little bit. Today we're, we're going to jump in. We're going to talk about the first gift of the Spirit. We're going to talk about the word of wisdom today. So believe it or not, we can have smart mouths. You know, God could give us words that change the way we speak. The way, we, the way we speak to each other, the way we speak to ourselves, and the way we speak to God when we pray. So the word of wisdom is this awesome gift that we're going to get into. That we're going to hopefully describe it, take it apart, look at all, all of its beautifulness, and hopefully get it into our hearts so that we no longer have to be afraid of these things. They're not meant to be mysterious. Um, here's the thing about the spiritual gifts. They are supernatural. They are from God. But I believe that because we're sons and daughters of the Most High, that they're supposed to be supernaturally natural to us. Get that? Supernaturally natural to us. Which means we understand that that we can't earn them. Uh, They are gifts from God. Beautiful, awesome, wonderful, powerful gifts from God. But because we walk in close, close relationship with Him, and because we have the Holy Spirit inside of us that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit that we could be superly, uh, supernaturally naturally walking out with these. That makes sense? I hope so because that was really hard for me to say close together. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, we, we are so excited to be in your presence today. What better place to be to be in your presence? I keep on thinking that you have said throughout this this worship time that I told you I would not leave you as orphans. 
You are my sons and daughters. And I want you to be powerful. I don't want you to be afraid of being powerful. I hear the Father saying to us, do not accept the orphan spirit any longer. It is not part of your identity. When you bent your knee to me, when you accepted me as Lord and Savior and as King, you also accepted me as Father. The orphan spirit is not yours. And it never was because of my redemptive power. So walk in it. Move in it. Breathe it in and exhale it. And breathe it on others. You are not orphans any longer. And do not accept anything that is connected to an orphan spirit. You are strong and you are powerful because you are my sons and daughters. And my power will come through you as you surrender yourself to me. Father, we thank you for that word. We thank you that you are speaking to us, that you continue to speak to us, and that you want us to understand your heart, your ways, your purposes, so that we can walk in them, and so that we can be transformed by you, by your Holy Spirit, that we can be sanctified, that we can be justified, that we can be renewed and redeemed all parts of our life, that we can walk in victory every day, from this point on. So we thank you for that. We ask, Father, that first, that you would empty me of me this morning, that you would completely empty me and fill me with your presence, with your, with your, with your spirit. We need to hear your words and your words only. So I ask that. I, I plead for that this morning. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. What I love, you know, about 1 Corinthians 12, Paul introduces the gifts of the Spirit. He he talks about the first two, the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge, and then he says absolutely nothing about them. He announces them, but he doesn't say, he doesn't give a description, he doesn't give an exhortation about what these things are all about. It's almost as he was trying to make it mysterious or leave it mysterious. I was thinking about that. And then I realized something. Paul was talking to, essentially, a Jewish crowd. And a Jewish mindset about a word of wisdom that was far different than our Western minds. When the Hebrew mind, the Jewish person, heard a word of wisdom, when he heard the word, word, he would always thought about a revelation from God. That's what it meant to the Jewish people. When you were talking about a word, you were talking about getting a revelation from God about God. So this starts to change the way we think about the word word. And when we talk about wisdom, to, again, to the Jewish mindset, wisdom was seeing life from God's perspective. Seeing life from God's perspective. Not earthly perspective, but from God's perspective. 
And this is what the Jewish mind was listening to. So when Paul talked about a word of wisdom and a word of knowledge, they pretty much got it. They pretty much kind of understood what he was talking about, at least what those two words were all about. And so it's quite interesting. We have to start to kind of step back, maybe into our Jewish roots a little bit, and, and try to dissect what this really means for us today. Psalm 111.10 says this, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. To be awestruck with God, to be so overwhelmed who God is, to be so overwhelmed of who we are to God is the beginning of wisdom. It's beginning to see like God sees. It's beautiful. This is a beautiful, beautiful scripture. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom, and all those who practice it have good understanding. His praises endures forever. Wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord. It begins with knowing who God is and who we are in relationship to God. This gives us an understanding of how life works on this planet. Without it, there's chaos. Without it, there's confusion. Without it, there is a sense of loss a sense of being an orphan, of not belonging. We need a word of wisdom. We need to understand what wisdom is because it's all about relationship to God. Everything God does is about relationship. And even these gifts, remember we talked way at the beginning, that these gifts are all about relationship because they're given for us to give back to the body, to encourage them for the common good. So we have to keep on realizing that when God talks about imparting wisdom to us, he's talking about having a relationship with him so we know him, we understand him, and because we know him and because we understand him, we understand how life works on this planet. This is what wisdom does for us. A word, a wisdom, a revelation of who God is. Wisdom doesn't end with knowledge and understanding, though. See, wisdom is really the application of what understanding and knowledge is. We're going to get to that in a little bit. But see, God's concept of wisdom is that it transforms hearts and minds so it starts to think like him. See, wisdom to God is all about transformation because if he imparts wisdom into us, we see him, we know him better, we understand life better. That's how we gain understanding by being in awe of who he is, what he means to us, what he's done for us, and how we relate to him. It's all about relationship. I love this kind of stuff with God. He loves this, and he loves us. All right, so the word of wisdom needs to be understood in the uh, whole concept of relationship. To understand this better, I want to take these two words apart. Word of wisdom, word, in the Greek, means logos, logos. And in the simplified meaning, the Greek translation means the spoken word, not a written word. That's the, that's the simple definition of what the word logos means. But to the Jewish mindset now, they took this Greek understanding of this word and they made it so much more. How do we know this? you got to go to the Gospel of John. Chapter 1, verse 1, it says this. In the beginning was the Word. 
and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Logos. Jesus is Logos, the Word of God alive. I love how this this Jewish take on this Greek word is so much more powerful when we understand we're talking about Logos, the Word that was alive. Who is alive? Logos is a common word in the Greek language, and it was used for many different things, not just um, to talk about a spoken word. It also was translated in the New Testament in different places like this. Logos is translated to, as to speak well of somebody, to praise or to celebrate someone, to evoke blessing upon a person, to give someone a blessing, to set apart something with prayer, or to ask God's blessing on someone or something, to cause to prosper, to make happy, to bestow blessings upon. So to, to speak a logos, to speak a word to someone is to do, is to build them up, is to bless them, and to prosper them in their walk with God. Those three things, to build up, to bless, and to prom, uh, prosper. This word is a powerful word because it's alive. It, it's the word of wisdom. To the Greek... The word for wisdom is Sophia, and it means cleverness, it means skill, and it means the right application of knowledge. We know that there is a wrong application of, of knowledge that's called propaganda, when things are twisted, when things are spun a certain way so people believe a, a different point of view or, or, or buy into a lie. Propaganda is about lies. But wisdom is the right application of knowledge. It's the right use of knowledge. But again, this is the Greek understanding of the word wisdom. To the Hebrew mind, wisdom, (laughs) you have to understand wisdom because it comes from somewhere and it comes from somebody. See, to the Jewish mindset, it was personal. It was about somebody, not something. So again, it's talking about relationship. It's a live kind of a thing. Just going back to, to, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John gave a personality to the word Logos. And rather than an impersonal force, the Logos, the Word, is a personal being that can be received or rejected by other people. In other words, he's talking about a God who became human in order that the world that he created might be saved. You combine that Logos... With, a, uh, with realizing that it's a word to bless, to build, to process someone, and then you combine it with wisdom, a, uh, to know who the wisdom is coming from and where the wisdom is coming from, you get this verse. James 3.17 says, But the wisdom from above is first pure. And that word means sacred, holy, clean, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. This is an inner working of the Holy Spirit in our lives to help us understand that the logos of wisdom, the word of wisdom,
is something that he imparts into us when we need to have it. It is a, it is a, uh, un, is a supernatural, natural expression of God in us so that we can speak words that bless, words that build up, and words that will help people prosper in their walk with God. So I made up this short definition of all this, and this is how I define a word of wisdom. It's worked for me, and maybe it'll work for you, but here's my definition of a word of wisdom. A word of wisdom is a supernatural word, skillfully delivered. Supernatural word, skillfully delivered, that builds up, that blesses, and helps someone grow in God. Simply, you could put, this is a word that brings life. This is a word that brings life. Word, logos, of wisdom. 